Welcome to Create Your Reality, the show that empowers you with information on how to drive your brain and create a more purposeful, joyful, and fulfilling life for yourself in the process. Your host is Lynn Crocker. Each week, Lynn demystifies your brain's processes and shows you how to utilize tools that you already possess to identify habitual thought patterns that are not serving you. You'll hear from Lynn and other industry experts who will help you understand how your thoughts create your reality and how you can use this awareness to change your life from the inside out. This is all right here on Amazing Women of Power Radio, the world's leading positive programming network, powered by Raven International. Hi, and welcome to Create Your Reality. I'm your host, Lynn Crocker. Today, I have the pleasure of chatting with rising thought leader, speaker, and author, Joshua Tongle. Josh has spoken to crowds throughout the United States and abroad on topics such as religion, spirituality, and personal development. He offers new paradigms relevant for our day and age. Today, Josh and I are going to talk about one of my favorite topics, the subconscious mind, specifically how it creates your individual reality and how you can use thoughts, words, and feelings to direct it to create the life you want. It's going to be a great show, so let's get started. Hi, Josh. Welcome. Hey, Lynn. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Great. So today we're going to talk about um, some of the insights you have in your book, The Secret to Awesomeness. But before we dive into that, just share with listeners a little bit about your story and kind of what that turning point for you was in 2006. Yeah, okay. Um, well, back in 2005, um, I had like another <laughs> like another turning point for me in a bad way oh. um, where I was actually suffering from like um, excruciating back pain. And so what happened was um, I was actually into breakdancing a lot, uh-huh. and I just injured my back. Um, it was pretty bad and ended up getting something called a herniated disc oh. and um, something called sciatica. So basically... The discs in my spine basically was bulging out and was, like, touching a nerve and shooting down to my leg. So that was, like, a really big part of my life that really shifted a lot of things for me uh, physically and emotionally. And then um, not too long after, I had this one attack in my chest that I thought at the time was, like, a heart attack or might have been, like, a pre-heart attack Hmm. where I basically um, had something wrong with my throat where I was diagnosed with something called GERD, which is gastroesophageal reflux disease. And so that happened in 2005. Um, And then during that time, like I said, it was a really tough period for for me. But in Mm -hmm. 2006, I met a guy who was miraculously healed, if we want to use that term, Uh miracles. And and at that time, (laughs) I was a skeptic for eight years of miracles. Like, I didn't believe in any miracles. I know that sounds like <laughs> such a downer, but uh, I just did it because I had a lot of bad experiences that yeah. I've had of, like, praying for healing for certain things as a child, and it uh-huh. just never happened. And so I wasn't someone that was, like, passive and just like, nah, I don't believe in miracles, but I was, like, the aggressive type, trying to convince people wow. that it, that there's no such thing as miracles. And, um, huh. and so during that year period, that really, you know, was my mindset for like a long time. And then when I met this guy, he just had this miracle that was so powerful to me that it was hard for me to to argue against it. And so this man um, had this crazy story where his, his discs in his spine actually ruptured. And he had uh, five surgeries from like, he had some from UCLA and from Germany, and he brought in all the documentation. And for me, wow. that's like a big thing for me. I have to see the documentation or else I'm just going to be skeptical, which which is fair enough, I think, uh-huh. you know, for sure. us. I just believe every story. And then um, after that, 
uh, he shared the story about he had this, if you want to call it like an out-of-body experience or this vision mm-hmm. where uh, he saw like heaven. Uh-huh. And and I and trust me, at that time in my life, <laughs> I don't I don't believe in any heaven stories. Like I was totally skeptical wow. of like all the heaven stories growing up because I've heard them so much as a kid. Uh-huh. And but for some reason, this guy's miracle and the documentation he brought and the way he shared it, like he wasn't like this dynamic speaker. He was just like this very quiet guy, but his evidence, you know, spoke louder than his words. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm hearing this guy. And he talked about how he just got miraculously healed in like an instant, like immediately after he had this, what you would call out-of-body experience, you know. And, you know, even his friend, one of his closest friends who's an atheist, even, you know, could confirm of his miracle, even though he's still an atheist, you know, which is interesting. <laughs> that is. And, yeah, you know, because he couldn't deny what happened to his, uh, this guy named William Beeson, who's yeah. actually a good friend of mine now. And so... In other words, to make a long story short, um, that that impacted me, mm-hmm. and I started to get very confused because, um, like I said, I was so skeptical of those of any type of claim. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, uh, that opened up my heart to go on this journey of discovering of whether or not miracles actually exist today. Mm-hmm. And and in this case, I'm talking about like physical healing and not just like. The miracle of birth. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about like it's really extraordinary claims. Uh-huh. And from that point, um, I, I delved really heavily into this topic for, for several years mm-hmm. and started to quote unquote uh, pray for the sick um, mm-hmm. at that time. And for the first time in my life, I started seeing immediate results, including my own body. Oh. And so my back pain. One like, like here's a long story short. Uh-huh. Uh, my back is healed. Wow. Um, and my GERDs is just completely gone, like totally gone. Wow. Um, and that's something that I know for sure. This is not just like theory to me. Like it's mm-hmm. an experience that I've had in my own life, mm-hmm. which is why I travel and I speak on this topic because I understand the pain that people can sometimes go through and how difficult it can it can be, especially having that in my early or mid-20s, this is back in 2005, mm-hmm. and um, I really felt like hopeless. And so yeah. <clears throat> what shifted my my views was just my when I had to change my thinking, and that's when everything started to change. So, wow. <laughs> that's quite a story. It's, um, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, you really made a, a quick, I want to say it was a quick turnaround, but you absorbed some information and some true awareness very quickly and then and then you're saying there was a period of confusion of you're trying to figure out what to do with all of this yeah. information yeah yeah is- it could be tough i mean because i mean like i, I was kind of known at my school to convince people to become skeptics you know uh-huh. it's so interesting people knew me as a guy who got you to not believe anymore about yeah. miracles <laughs> and then all of a sudden <laughs> i started becoming the guy that starts telling you no 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 it's real yeah you know and uh, many students and even my professors at my university, they, they can testify of my miracle, even my the president of the school, mm-hmm. and he knows my story. And um, I guess that's just something that's so passionate for me because of the transformation that happened in my own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really tangible. I mean, I know from my own story, it's a, it's less tangible It's because it was more emotional based sure. my my uh, pain and my healing um but yeah yours sure. is super super tangible very physical so you could mm. see prior to this discovery you were in pain and your body was falling apart and post the yeah. discovery you're healed amazing what yeah. you know and is it would you say it was a, a change of 
thinking or how what, what do you think Bob yeah 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 ultimately it was a, it was a change of my thoughts and just mm-hmm. having that become a reality in my own life and so mm-hmm. uh even during that time when i was suffering with the excruciating back pain in my sciatica i i did i did acupuncture mm-hmm. i did physical therapy um and like it just wasn't working <laughs> right. i was actually getting worse and wow. but through that time um, even changing my diet because of my chest problems that I was having because of my GERDs, mm-hmm. like I still wasn't even getting better, like mm-hmm. at all. And I was taking medication, and it wasn't until I started changing my thinking and I was starting to believe that mm-hmm. my healing is actually real now. That's when I started to see an effect in my body, mm-hmm. you know. So like I said, it was a process for me because of my doubts that I've had for several for eight years. Yeah, you know that was so aggressive. I was a very skeptical person, even when I'm like starting to explore the idea of healing. I was like, mm-hmm. "This real, or am I being deceived?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, uh-huh. like a fun artist or something on televangelism or something like that. Mm-hmm. that. That's how my mind was working at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, once I started to change my thoughts, that I am believe and that I'm healed now. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, it sounds crazy," but I, I started to believe that my healing is actually right now, like mm-hmm. it's already done. Yeah, and when it started, when I started to think that way, that's when I started to see a, a change in my my body physiologically. Mm-hmm. You know, and, um, and that's yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting emotional just thinking about it because oh. I still remember. Yeah, I still remember. Yeah. Um, I, in fact, I remember my my back pain and my chest pain almost every single day, just as a reminder of how mm. much things have changed. Like last night, I ate mm-hmm. quote unquote junk food. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I don't like- I don't like calling it junk food. It's all good food. Yeah. But uh, like I was eating it around midnight uh-huh. and like chips and chocolate, Hershey bars. Yeah. And just, I couldn't even, you know, people would say, don't even eat that before you go to bed. I mean, I ate it before I went to bed. No problem. Yeah. I mean, but back in the day, I couldn't even eat that stuff at all mm-hmm. at any time during the day, you know. Wow. And um, that stuff, it's, it's amazing. It doesn't affect me at all. <laughs> um, and so, you know, if you know more about my friend, I would, throughout his book. It's mm-hmm. called The Impossible Miracle by mm-hmm. William Beeson, the one who was miraculously healed, that his story is the one that really opened yeah. me up to this journey. His body is not even normal in a way. If you read his story, like like his body's just not normal. It has this strength that just comes out of nowhere. Like mm-hmm. his body was super, super scrawny mm-hmm. after five surgeries, you yeah. know, because you're bedridden. Right. So he was scrawny. And then after he was miraculously healed, his body beefed up. Wow. Like, it's just weird. <laughs> and so uh, even the skeptics at my school that are into science and stuff, they mm-hmm. couldn't deny what happened to his body. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like, he, he would even, you know, I would even, like, uh, he would say, Josh, feel my arm. And he just said, Josh, you feel my stomach. I don't do any sit-ups or anything. Wow. And it just it just got strong. Like, he would have all this heat and energy just, like, coming out of his body. And, uh, and then I, I was able to... <laughs> to see that actually yeah. what happened, you know it's actually true and so uh-huh. um it's just it's just amazing it just blows my mind yeah. yeah it's really amazing and so then in the course of you um trying to prove or disprove i guess this is going on you say you remained yeah. skeptical for a while you really you started to learn a lot and really take in a lot of information and, and i know you've written a couple of books and the one that um, is your most recent one, The Secret to Awesomeness, you talk a lot about just that role of the subconscious mind and the things that you've learned about how the subconscious mind really controls everything. So I want to bring that into the conversation because I think that's 
so important. Okay. People really, they do discount the thoughts, and you identified already that it was changing your thoughts that healed your body. And so I want to dive yeah. into that subconscious mind and kind of what's going on there that's holding people back, how it's forming their beliefs, how sure. it's you know forming their reality, all that. Sure, sure. So the subconscious mind plays a huge role. And as I mentioned in my book, uh, in a sense, we have two minds, you know, so we have the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. So the interesting thing about it is that we're actually, we actually operate from our subconscious mind 95% of the time. So why there was a confusion for me uh, during that period of my injury and in wanting to get healed is because my conscious mind, I want to be healed. <laughs> of course. You know, yeah. I'm trying to get better. But my subconscious mind, you know, especially because I operated from that, mostly was, I think, more powerful in that sense, which is why there was a struggle in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, like I said, I, when when you want to change your world, it's when you actually start changing your subconscious thoughts because those are the things, that's your mind that actually runs the show. So it wasn't until, of course, I was uh, reading books on healing and, mm-hmm. and visiting, quote-unquote, healers, like that started to instill in me more faith if you want to call it that mm-hmm. and so but it took a it was a process for me because i had to let i still had a lot of skepticism in me mm-hmm. um which i i don't deny was justified in some ways because mm-hmm. there are con artists out there yeah you know, absolutely that funny and stuff and so but during that process um my mind started to shift where mm-hmm. in the beginning it was hard for me to believe a little bit you know like i would still have that doubt and then as time went on as i started to influence my subconscious mind by reading more books, by stepping out, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, in faith and praying for people mm-hmm. and uh, and seeing people in front of me getting healed, that started to affect my subconscious mind, okay. you know, because it, that was the one that was really shaping the way I was actually seeing everything mostly, mm-hmm. so, yeah. yeah. So whereas your conscious mind was saying, I, I want to heal, I want to be healed, the subconscious was giving your body a different message. It yeah, it's like, like no. Nah. Yeah, more <laughs> yeah. of the skeptic. It's big. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, or um and, and that that yeah, it just played a big role. Mm-hmm. Um and so that's that's the point that I make in my book is that if you want to see a change in your world, you gotta affect your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. And let your conscious mind and your subconscious mind be in harmony. Yeah. And the way you have affected your subconscious mind, it sounds like, was you said you were reading books, you were actively yeah. praying for other people's healing. So you were seeing yeah. things manifesting in your reality in front of you that were then your subconscious mind was starting to shift a little bit. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was actually my my experience that played a major role and it wasn't just the reading because mm-hmm. even when I did the reading, yeah, it was giving me some stuff to think about but there's still that back in my head like I have to see it myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like hard for me to just take a claim of these healers and stuff and right. then it wasn't when I started to, because I was a, a minister at the time mm-hmm. and I would speak a lot and so when I started speaking at different places, I purposely would teach on healing just so I could see if I could see more healings, mm. even though I was still <laughs> having a little bit of some doubts. But I would put myself – I'm good under pressure. That's mm-hmm. what I realized about myself. If I put myself under pressure, I can do it. Yeah. And so when I would speak on healing and I'm still new at this mm-hmm. stuff, I would pray for people with a little bit of nervousness. <laughs> uh-huh. I started to do it, and then I started to see healings happen. And then when I started seeing stuff with my own eyes, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is real. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, yeah, there was just that that was a big part. So it's information that could affect your subconscious mind, and it's also experience mm-hmm. that plays a big role in shaping the way you could start to believe certain things. Mm-hmm. And a way for somebody to get a sense of what's going on in their subconscious mind is to look out again into their reality and seeing what they're creating, what they're surrounding themselves with. 
because the subconscious mind isn't very accessible, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So somebody, yeah, right. let's say, again, let's get into, um, you know, messages that maybe they received as a kid because, you know, I talked about this a lot on the show and you did mention this in your book too, that, you know, we're pretty much sponges up until about six or seven and we're just taking in yeah. information and um ways of thinking and ways of being and things that we believe from the people around us. And, and so the, yeah. the subconscious mind is taking those as truth and starting to make us act in the world to validate that. So if somebody gets to I'm not, I'm worthless, you know, let's say they get yeah. from their parents and they're holding that in their subconscious, then if they look out into the world and see that they're attracting a lot of people to them that are treating them as worthless, and that would be oh sure that would be a sign, right, to what's going on inside. Sure, sure, okay. exactly. That, that, you know, you made a good point. It is about that age of when you're up to like seven years of age, where your mind is, your brain is in like a dreamlike state, mm -hmm. it's like a sponge. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's sad, but you know, like for people who had had rough childhoods mm -hmm. or parents or people in their lives who have spoken negative things, like you're worthless or I wish you were never born. Yeah. Um, they eventually they have to reprogram their mind if they don't want to feel that way, you know, have those words affected by them. But it's possible to, to reprogram, yeah. so it's not that there's no hope, yeah. you know, because we've all, we've all heard negative things, mm -hmm. you know, including myself. And mm -hmm. so when I got older, I just had to uh, reprogram, mm -hmm. and there's different ways that you can do that. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the positive message exactly. It can be reprogrammed. So if things are yeah. not manifesting in your life exactly how you want or if, somebody's walking around angry all the time or fearful all the time there's something in the subconscious going on that can be reprogrammed sure. and changed and that's wonderful <laughs> i think that's a really right, exactly, right. great message anymore yeah so how do um you know feelings and visualization all those other tools how do they come into play when you're trying to reprogram your subconscious mind yeah so so feelings play a big role and i think this is a part that um when i was first starting to do healing in the beginning, I didn't know how important this component was. Mm -hmm. So when I was first learning, I was just taught, like, speak things, you know, speak positive words. Right, right. <laughs> which, is, which is not a bad thing. Uh, but I would just do it, and I wouldn't notice much of a change mm -hmm. in my life, you know, just how there are people who uh, they like reading, like, uh, they call it devotionals, mm -hmm. you know, or like affirmation books, and they would put, or they would write down stuff on sticky notes, and then they would say it, say it, say it like a hundred times, and there would be no change, whether they're talking about money or health or whatever. But feelings plays a huge role, as I mentioned in my book, because when you have feelings, it actually is the evidence of what you're actually believing. Mm -hmm. So I would actually make feeling and, in a sense, believing synonymous and interchangeable with each other. So when I show in my book, it's not that words in and of themselves are empty totally, mm -hmm. but if you really want your words to have power, it needs to be coupled with emotion. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's, you know, I mean, if you tell somebody, hey, don't worry about money, and they're like, nah, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, yeah, but how do you feel about it right now? Mm -hmm. uh, right. <laughs> I, want, I have to pay this. Well, then you're not really believing it. You know, and it's, right. it's sad, you know, because you don't want to make people feel bad, but that's mm -hmm. the truth of the matter. Your feelings reveal what you're actually believing at the moment, no matter what you say. But you say enough things, enough times, it, it could affect your subconscious mind. It, it, it could affect your feelings. Mm -hmm. So, but like I said, I don't know how it all works. But feelings, um, I, as I mentioned in the book, it's where you feel the feeling. And I got that phrase from Greg Braden. Mm -hmm. You know, where you feel the feeling that something is already done. 
Right. And that's where I would use faith and also feelings in a way interchangeably too, <clears throat> where if you're quote unquote praying for something, don't don't look at your request as though you don't have it yet. Mm-hmm. But feel the feeling that you already have it and act mm-hmm. as if you already have it. And for some reason, I don't know how, <laughs> it, it, it works. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I don't need to figure it all out, but that's yeah. what I've learned in my own life. Yeah. You know? And it's a powerful thing that, that you need to feel. Mm-hmm. And when you want to affect your subconscious, keep speaking your positive affirmation, which is great, but say mm-hmm. to the point where you start feeling it. Once mm-hmm. you start feeling it, live it out. Act right. it out. Yeah. And it'll it'll work out. Yeah, that's you summed that up really well, and I agree with you. I think the component of feelings is an often overlooked part of manifesting, um, right? Because if you again, you I you know, a person can say over and over, you know, looking in the mirror, I love myself, I'm beautiful, all these things. But but <laughs> yeah. if there's and but they if, walk away horrible, <laughs> right? And they walk away with you know the subconscious is like that's not true, that's not true, it's not true. Well, <laughs> it just Again, and then you made this point in the book, too, which I always like to point out is it's the subconscious mind. It doesn't, you know, you said it doesn't have a sense of humor. You know, you list yeah. a couple of things, but it doesn't know right and wrong. So you right. know, if, you're, if you're saying all these positive affirmations and then there's this uh, counter to those, then it's yeah. just negating. It's just creating that a, a, exactly. some zero game. And um, And when you were talking about the feelings and the believing in it, reminded me of what you were saying in the very, very beginning when we were talking about your journey is that you at a point came to believe that you were healed now. Yeah. You held that belief and then your body answered that belief. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It is. And I'm with you. But I, I, um, you know, of course, at that time, I was more into like my religion at the time as a -hmm. a Christian, you know, things are a lot different now with my faith and Christianity. But at that time, I was raised in Christianity, and so mm-hmm. I was I was geared towards something called like the charismatic version, where you believe mm-hmm. in miracles and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at that time, I didn't hear the phrase "feel the feeling." Mm-hmm. You know, that's just not something that I heard. Um, but at, for my context, what I would believe is that uh, that I well, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, it's just this so other, so many other things I could mention. But I know. <laughs> I, just, I just believe that I was already healed. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, not that I was going to be healed, but at that it's a done deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the words that I would use back in the day. I remember, it's a done deal. It's already done. That's nice. Um, wow. But feeling the feeling, it was just an add-on for me to understand, like, no, I need to feel it, though. Mm-hmm. So that's what revolutionized my understanding of faith at this time in my life, was just to feel it. Yeah. So, um, well, it's a very yeah. important component, and I even... You know, you mentioned visualization too, and I think that's the same thing. Mm. I call it um, visualization. So, like physically oh, yeah. visualizing, you know, physically feel yeah. what it's going to be like to, you know, be in exactly. that. You know, what you're wanting, and it's because the feelings are what have the energy, as you're saying. Yeah, that's, that's right. the attractive force, and and I go back to what you said too. Is like I don't know how it all works. <laughs> I just know it does, and I don't. Exactly. I don't think any of us can really know how. I I talk with a lot of people, as you know, on my show, and and um, right. and I'll have some people say, you know, I just I want to know the answer. What is the truth? I'm like, we cannot <laughs> possibly know right. the infinite, but we can see how it's working in our life and um, try right. to open right. this, you know this information up to other people, which is what you're doing, you know, with your books mm-hmm. and the you know YouTube and all the things that you have out there and um, 
Yeah. So I think what you're doing is amazing. I love listeners out there. I love Josh's approach. His the book, The Secret to Awesomeness, is written very accessibly. It isn't full of a lot of jargon and things that you have to dive through. I mean, he just presents everything so clearly and just very conversationally, a little bit of humor. So um, listeners definitely encourage you to check out the book. And Joshua, is the best uh, website for people to find things about you and find your book? Is it your uh, Joshua? Dot- it's just my, yeah, yeah. JoshuaTungle.com. Okay. Um, my last my last name is spelled T O N G O L. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, on there you can people can access the website. I know you have a couple other books too um, that people mm-hmm. can check out and all that. So is there anything that you want to add? Any bit of encouragement you want to give my listeners? Um, can what can I with? say? Just to be happy today. Just enjoy your day. As your as your show is called, create your reality. You know, you you have a choice today to wake up and uh, just let your day pass by without really enjoying it, or you can learn to just enjoy the enjoy this moment and recognize that with your choices and with your thoughts, you can choose to create the rest of your day. And if any of you guys are discouraged with whatever is going on in your life, I just encourage you. You know, we've all we've all been through tough times. Mm-hmm. I've been through tough times, and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And just want to encourage you to just lift up your head, and mm-hmm. things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, the, the the pain and all those things will eventually pass. And mm-hmm. so, be encouraged today. Uh, you're loved, and life's good. Nice. I, that's <laughs> lovely. And the first part of that message, I agree 100%. It's a choice. Wake up every day and just choose to be happy. Choose to find something right. out there. Choose to find thoughts that make you happy, feelings that make you happy, and. Yeah, yeah, because that just builds <laughs> like more. Before, before I was even talking to you, I was watching like comedy shows on oh, YouTube nice. just to make me laugh. That's part of my habit every morning. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, that's so great. That's what I do. So find out what helps you to be happy. Today, yeah, basically. So. Yeah, and the tools, and I think that's a great. I mean, so many people wake up and they're on their smartphones checking the news. I'm like, yeah. why are you doing that first thing in the yeah, morning? Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't help, especially when you're just waking up, too. Yeah, because so, you're very Well, your mind's a little bit more, yeah, mm-hmm. so in other words, just yeah. feed your mind with positivity. You know, you'll notice a difference in the way you feel throughout the day. Oh, great. I love it. All right, listeners, well, that uh, wraps up today. Josh, thank you so much for being on the show. Really, really appreciate you. your time. And listeners, just be sure to tune in next week.